0: Welcome to Open Source News Live. I am your brother. I am your host, BCP. You got to hear this, folks. You got to hear this. If you didn't get your fill today, if 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 you said, you know what, Th- this day is almost gone. This Valentine's Day is such a, such a great day, but I haven't had someone just boldface lie to me in my face. Then let let me give that to you, folks. Let let me give you that boldface lie that you may be missing for today, and it's coming courtesy of the Biden regime. I don't need you to tell you that, you can feel the inflation in your pocketbook, in your wallet, in your bank account. Karine Jean-Pierre was asked, given the numbers that were released today, how does the White House, how does the Biden administration view this setback? administration officials have said growing real wages is an important marker for the economy. How do you view the setback in today's numbers? So, a couple of things. I do want to say that uh, what we have said many times is that we believe that the president's um, the president's economic plan is indeed working, and it's giving people a little breathing room. You heard me say this at the top. How the how we have seen. Uh, it is indeed working and giving people breathing room. Yes, breathing room from the Biden administration's economic policies. Really? Are they going to go with that? They think people are going to actually fall for that? Um, you know, how we have seen, um, the plan actually working. We see, we're seeing inflation moderate, uh, just a bit, uh, seeing inflation moderate just a little bit, bold face lie. All right. Let's talk some real numbers here. Numbers that Americans can feel eggs up 8.5% from December. 8.5% from December, but 70.1% from a year ago. I'm going to try to go through these things in uh, as quickly as I can. Dairy, 14% from a year ago. Cereals, 15.6% from a year ago. Cookies, 16.3% from a year ago. Poultry, 8.1% from a year ago. Frozen fruits and veggies, 12.8% from a year ago. Coffee, 12.6% from a year ago. Margarine, because you can't, you know, butter, generally cheaper than butter, up 44.7% year over year. Condiments, because, you know, we like to eat. Some of us really like to eat and like our food to be flavorable. Condiments up 11.7%. Sauces up 14.3%, you know, because we like to eat. But it's not just about food folks, not just about food. How about this? Infant and toddler apparel inflation jumped up 5.1% year over year. Housekeeping supplies because you know a lot of us don't like to live in pig size, we like to have a clean home, you know. And you need to have Clarks and Ajax and, and and cleaning supplies and uh housekeeping supplies 11.3% year over year. Miscellaneous personal goods 10.3% and you know the chip shortage or whatever made new cars very expensive, which made used cars very expensive. So a lot of people were like, well, damn, I guess I got to fix my car and just keep it up, or keep it going. Vehicle repair, 23.1% year over year increase in fixing and repairing your car. Delivery services, 14.3%. Photographers and photo processing, 7.7%. Postage and delivery services, 6.8%. Tax preparation. We are in tax season right now. You need to do everything to get those uh, refunds or r- reduce your tax liability legally using the tax code. Six. It's going to cost you 6.8% more than last year. Excuse me, 6.2%. Postage is up 6.8%. Household energy. 15.8% <clears throat> year over year. Utilities and public transportation. Because, you know you want to like have lights in your home and they want you to drive electric cars. So you've got to use that electric right to, to charge that car. Oh, you can't afford that. Well, you need to take public transportation because you can't afford a new car or an old car. And, um, as we, we saw here, the, uh, the cost of repairing the cars are expensive. So now you got to take public transportation. That's all up 9.7%. So what was that lie again, Karine Jean-Pierre? that the president's um the president's economic plan is indeed working and it's giving people a little breathing room you heard me say this at- it's working and giving people breathing room yeah i call that bs malarkey whatever you want to call it folks haven't done so yet please hit the like button here on youtube if you're watching it on youtube this is not live if you're listening to this podcast on the other podcast platforms but please make sure that you follow and be sure to share us with your friends, family, and neighbors. Uh, by the way, folks, was going to mention this at the end, but I originally had this episode recorded, all teed up for you, and then I accidentally pressed a button I shouldn't have pressed, and presto, I am unable to finish. I, I, I destroyed something on my computer. <laughs> it's being recovered by tech experts. So we'll get that out to you later. But I'm getting you the important stories right now that I couldn't wait to read you the video. I had to jump on here live to give this to you, folks, because we know that something is amiss. Something is amiss. Now, look, Kareem Jean-Pierre is not the only person who's out of their freaking minds in D.C. We have this taking place today. At 10.50 a.m. today, Valentine's Day, Senator Senator Dianne Feinstein from her official checkmarked account over at Twitter, tweeted out, out, I'm announcing today that I will not run for re-election in 2024, but intend to accomplish as much for California as I can through the end of the year when my term ends. Even with a divided Congress, we can still pass bills that would improve lives. That was 10.50 a.m. Well, of course, the press wanted to get more information from her, and this is what we found out from, <laughs> from a, a reporter uh, that's looking into this. Uh, this is coming from... Uh, Savannah Berman of USA Today and CNN. Feinstein on her retirement I haven't made that decision. I haven't released anything. Her staffers informing her uh we put out the statement this morning earlier this morning Feinstein you put out the statement I didn't know they put it out. So today is the official day that she says that she's retiring at the end of 2024. And she didn't even know that she put out the statement that she is retiring in 2024. California, not that uh, Diane Feinstein is doing much right now, but they pretty much have an AWOL senator. Just ridiculousness. But look, there's a low bar set. We've got an idiot in the Oval Office, the former vice president, Joseph Robinette Jr. We've got a stroke patient that wasn't able to properly recover in Pennsylvania. And now we've got uh, a very forgetful age. Now let's—I say age because Diane Feinstein was pretty sharp, uh, a lot sharper than Joe and and John Fetterman in her prime. But she's 89 years old. She'll be 91 when her term ends at the end of next year in 2024. Absolutely ridiculous, and the clown show continues. Boy, does a clown show. Continue. I did. A, I put out a short. Uh, a YouTube short a few hours ago while taking a beautiful walk by the water. And I mentioned something that always makes me suspicious. And I've been talking about this is when an, an, something happens initially, there's a, there's an event and then there's like two other events that distract you or, or a series of events that are seem out of place related to the first event. What are they trying to hide from the first event? Well, what am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about, of course, the China spy balloon which was able to traverse the entire United States, spy on us, and then shot over South Carolina. Everyone says he didn't do anything. Then Joe Biden shoots out three things, shoots down three things in three days. We never had anything getting shot out of the damn sky. And all of a sudden, it's raining unidentified aerial parts all over the damn United States and Canada. Well, here's what we're finding out. We're finding out what's really going on here. The White House has confirmed today, Tuesday, that Joe Biden shot down three objects in the last few days without knowing what they were. The U.S. intelligence community's leading explanation for the three most recent unidentified objects shut down over North America is that they were being used for commercial or benign purposes, the White House says. Now, this is not coming from like crazy Fox News. It's not coming from Newsmax or OAN. It's coming from NBC News, far left news. Okay. These things that were shot down were being used for commercial or benign purposes. Wow. Wow. Isn't that amazing? So in other words, Joey shooting things down, he didn't know what they were, but when he knew it was a China spy balloon, oh, no, no, can't shoot that down. China doesn't want that. Folks, those other things being shot down are just distractions. But here's the point, here's the thing, benign objects. Do you know what they were? Now, were they actually even shot down? We haven't seen any footage of it and they're still supposedly looking into it. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, obviously this is the same people that say that Joe Biden is doing great for the economy. We're giving some relief to people as inflation continues to eat at them. Oh, another story that I didn't mention, I think I want to mention this right now. I'll slip this this into here. Vanguard is reporting So, lest you think this is only for people that are working or poor that are dying because of or being squeezed because of inflation. Even workers that are planning for retirement and have investments are feeling it as well. This is according to Vanguard, you know, Vanguard, the investment company. A record breaking number of Americans are making emergency withdrawals from their 401k retirement plans in order to cover a financial emergency as high inflation rages according to new data from Vanguard Group. Workers participating in employee-sponsored 401k plans made a so-called hardship withdrawal in two, 2022, 2.8% of workers did, according to their data, which tracks about 5 million accounts. This, raised, this is even higher than during the pandemic and the year into the pandemic. More people in the last year have had to dip into it than in 2020 and 2021 during the pandemic that's how bad inflation is leading into, is eating into into them these are people with 401k's people who don't just live paycheck to paycheck but invest part of that paycheck and their current paychecks aren't keeping up with inflation very very sobering thought oh by the way also <laughs> you know that uh object that was uh, shot down over uh, over a lake huron the air force uh, F-16 actually missed it with their first shot. Who knows what that missile is, but they didn't take it down with the first shot. It took a second shot. The whole thing's a clown show. And once again, these are benign, probably mostly used for commercial things. They don't know what it is they shot down. They just shot them down because, you know, Joe Biden was getting criticized for not shooting down the China balloon. So now we got to shoot down every damn thing above our head. So my point is what was really going on? Let's look at the first event, right? So we have all these things getting shot down. Let's go back and look at the spy balloon. What's really going on? How compromised is Joe Biden by the Chinese? Well, check this out, folks. A second university has been found to have received more than $6.7 million in in anonymous donations from China. What's the connection here? Well, it's the University of Delaware where they have the Biden Institute. They received $6.7 in anonymous donations from China, including direct funding from the Chinese government after Joe Biden set up on a program in his name. The revelation comes following reporting that anonymous China-linked funds flowing to the University of Pennsylvania almost tripled after the inauguration of the Penn Biden Center, which illegally housed classified documents. This is all coming from the Government Accountability Institute. On March 13, 2017, less than seven weeks after concluding his second term as vice president, Joe Biden announced the founding of the Biden Institute at his home state's University of Delaware. According to the announcement, part of Biden's vision for the institute was an annual conference at the University of Delaware, kind of like the World Economic Forum or the Aspen Institute. At the time of the Biden's announcement, the University of Delaware, multiple members of the Biden family were working on deals worth millions of dollars with foreign businessmen linked to the highest levels of the Chinese government and, specifically, their Chinese intelligence. Now, Biden's university program at the University of Pennsylvania, which we know, was housing classified documents from the Obama-Biden administration in an improper way. Now, let's go over to the University of Delaware. According to this analysis, prior to the biden institute at the university of delaware they had never disclosed any funding from china in other words the university of delaware and their disclosures never said they were ever they had ever gotten money to fund them from china never but after the biden institute was set up at the university of delaware they received 6.7 million dollars let me break this down for you the first permit, the first payment came in april 2018 for $3,204,070 from an anonymous donor in China. In December of that year, another anonymous donation from China arrived to the tune of $1,869,515. And then in the the following year, they just got a very, very small amount of $624,904. The University of Delaware... In their disclosures, never disclosed, and let's assume that they were they're properly disclosing it. They have disclosed these numbers, never gotten money from China or the Chinese government. Joe Biden sets up the Biden Institute at the University of Delaware, and now they've got $6.7 million just from China alone because they have to report this under, um, where, where is it? It's right here, a line item called foreign government source. Oh, but that was before Joe Biden actually became president. Well, let's look at what happened since then. Well, the data that they have released so far they're looking at is 2020, the year that Joe Biden is running for president, they got over a million dollars that year alone. Apparently more than what they got in 2019. The year that Joe Biden was running for president. Nothing to see here, folks. Biden isn't compromised by the Chinese at all. That's just a white right-wing conspiracy theory, right? (sighs) Wow. It should be noted that according to available records, none of the donations from China to the University of Pennsylvania uh, following the creation of the Penn Biden Center appear to have been reported uh, as foreign government source. So the same thing was happening over at the University of Pennsylvania as at the University of Delaware, there seems to be something going on here. Is it possible? Is it absolutely crazy right-wing craziness to draw some conclusions that the minute that Biden gave his blessing to the University of Delaware and the University of Pennsylvania, Chinese government money started flowing in that there just might be a connection between Joe Biden, the Biden family, and China. But of course, the leftists would have you think that it's just all crazy Conspiracy, tinfoil hat stuff, nothing to see here. All right. Brand new Republican Senator J.D. Vance of Ohio is obviously horrified by the train derailment along the Ohio-Pennsylvania line. And he says he's looking into it. He's working with all these agencies, yada, 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 yada. I continue to be concerned about the impacts of the February 3rd train derailment near East Palestine, Ohio, and the effects on the families. Okay. All right. Okay, let's let... And then, of course, this is what I'm going at, right? We had this event happen, and then we have these other two derailments the same day, South Carolina and Texas. We don't really have very often news of derailments, and all of a sudden we have two to distract us from the original event. So, like, we had to go back and look at the original event of the spy balloon. What were they hiding? Well, perhaps all this information coming out about Chinese money going to the University of Delaware as well. I hope that's on the list of the FBI to go and raid and look for documents. Oh, cover up. And look for documents. Now let's go back to the original train derailment issue. Of course, we're supposed to ignore the fact that, um, that last year there was a Netflix film called white noise that was literally filmed in East Palestine. And the plot was about chemicals being released in this crash, which happened in the same place. Total coincidence. that we're not even supposed to look at. Okay. I haven't mentioned it because it's so outlandish. Um, you know, it's kind of like uh, when when the pandemic started and we looked at uh, the movie, what was it? Uh, I can't remember the name of the movie um, uh, that came out that said, oh, it was uh, it was a bat that released the sickness that took out the whole uh, the whole world. What was the movie with uh, Lawrence Fishburne? I don't know. Why I'm I'm I'm, I'm uh, contagion. Right. And then the, the, the beginning of, of the pandemic uh, from China mirrors a lot of the things that we saw in that fiction movie. So let's just ignore the fact that white noise currently available on Netflix mirrors what really happened here, and literally people that were in the movie were interviewed by CNN saying we're like living the movie that we helped make. Let's just ignore all that. How about this little revelation? There is video coming out with times uh, with timestamps that shows that in fact the Norfolk Southern train had its axles on fire miles before the derailment. And the CCTV timestamp video suggests that it happened 40 minutes before it derailed. And then it ends up derailing 40 minutes later and miles later in the same town where they made movie White Noise. This is almost like Duper's Delight where they're trying to like uh, say, hey, look, this thing happened and uh, we made a movie about it. Nod, nod, wink, wink. But this is a real event. I'm not saying that this is a real event we have people in Ohio that are going to get very sick from the chemicals. I'm not saying it's not a real event. I'm just saying it happened in East Palestine where they filmed this movie, but we're now getting evidence that the train was on fire miles before. And it was uh, on, on, on fire 40 minutes before it derailed. Okay. So here's what's going on. Um, Shocking video has been released by the Post-Gazette. It shows closed-circuit television footage of the Norfolk Southern train moments before it derailed. In this video, the axles on one car appeared to be on fire. Now, this was confirmed by a photo, which was shown to the Gateway Pundit, who looked into this, that had a timestamp. And the timestamp on the the photo suggests the axle was on fire at least 40 minutes prior to the reported 9 p.m. derailment. Now, here's the crazy thing. According to this article from the Post-Gazette, a retired Norfolk Southern engineer claims that a sensor should have picked up that the axles were overheated and on fire and immediately shut down the train to figure out the problem. So this thing should have been figured out miles and 40 minutes before it derailed and released those chemicals in the same town where they filmed the movie that's on Netflix where that happened. On the railroad tracks in front of Freshmark, there's an instrument called a hot box detector, which scans the temperature of the passing train axles to ensure that they are not overheated. If the device finds a problem, a a defect detection alert sounds over the train radio. Detecting a defect so hot that it would appear to be on fire would require the crew to stop the train immediately and inspect the problem, said Scott Wilcox, a retired Norfolk Southern engineer who worked on the Fort Wayne line where trains travel between Chicago and the big rail yard in the Beaver County town of Conway. Hotbox detectors are typically spaced every 10 to 10, 10 to 20 miles apart. On this particular track, the next detector after Salem was in East Palestine. The train would have passed one less than a mile before derailing on February 3rd. 40 minutes before it's on fire, according to timestamp video, and several miles before it happened, it was on fire. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. And, of course, Pete Buttigieg is quiet on this. They try to give him this cushy job so they can usher him in as a possible presidential hopeful in the future. And these things keep happening. Now, it's been what we're the 14th. That happened the 3rd. So now we're 11 days after this derailment. We've gotten real no information on it. All we've got is this little... A tweet from Pete Buttigieg saying, "I continue to be concerned about the impacts and the effects on the families in the ten days since their lives were upended through no fault of their own. It's important that families have access to useful and accurate information. So the government will be looking at it, and the U.S. the U.DOT and NTSB and the Federal Rail Administration and pipelines and hazardous material teams are on site, and we'll be letting you know what happens, and we'll we'll tell you what to do. Well, I'll tell you what to do anytime the government says that they're here to help." Run the other way as fast as you can. Thanks for being here. We'll have more reports for you coming up in the next. uh, I might do a midnight show if I can recover my previous uh, video. If not, we'll be bringing you more hard-hitting news as it happens. Till the next one, ciao, goodbye. God bless.